0: podcast covers some sensitive issues and sometimes has some strong language listener discretion is advised
1: hey guys welcome to the generation wideo podcast where we ask why we are who we are
0: why we make our life choices
2: what's going on in the world and why aren't we ready for any of it
0: we are three best friends asking why generation why do what they do there
2: you go thank you, <laughs>
1: there you go hey guys welcome back welcome back good to see you good to see you
0: good to see all of you we are in my um studio tonight which is really nice
1: yes we're in nikki's studio <laughs> once. so this is this is a nice change of pace yes
0: it's
2: like low lighting lovely smell of incense yes i put some incense I like on the smell of incest and i was like don't say that <laughs> <laughs> well, we're off to a great start
0: <laughs> only you would know what incest smells like john
2: <laughs> so
1: how was everybody's week this week
0: Uh, Yeah, my week was really nice. I just got back from a little mini city break trip because I'm such a broke millennial, with my other half for his birthday. So that was
1: really, really nice. That was really cute. All the pictures you put on Instagram were at fire.
0: Oh, thank you. You had such a nice time. It was really, really nice. Come on.
2: Literally, my bisexual dream was like coming to the forefront. I was like, "Mm, this is good lighting on both of these people. (laughs) What's going on here? I'm questioning everything about myself.
0: (laughs) Yeah, full disclosure, John texted me when I was away and being like, girl, you look good in your pictures, like my bisexual Vibe is like jumping right now and I was like, yes, thank you, thank you so much. (laughs) Great, Um, thank
1: you so much. Love that. Love that for you two.
0: I went to mass yesterday for the first time in a very, very long time. Oh. To get my ashes.
1: Oh. And
0: it was lovely. Like, honestly, it was so nice. Oh, I know. I know you're both looking at me like I'm a weirdo, but it was actually so nice to be there. It was like meditative and reflective.
2: You obviously um, approach it more of a spiritual sense, isn't it?
0: Yeah, 100%. I don't always necessarily agree with everything the church represents. Different pod, I know, but it was really nice. And obviously, it's the beginning of Lent and it gives me like major throwback to troca vibes which I was talking about through the day like do you remember you used to get your troker box on National Wednesday and you would have to say for like 40 days oh my
2: god yeah <laughs> oh my god what <laughs> <laughs> and down I hear a troca
0: Okay, there is a lot going on here, so I'll break it down as much as I can. Lent allows Christians to remember Jesus' fasting in the desert. It is usually a time of giving things up and a test of self-discipline. The beginning of Lent is marked by Ash Wednesday. On Ash Wednesday, you go to church and you receive ashes on your forehead. I think this is to symbolise the mortality of humanity, but I'm not a great Catholic, so I'm not entirely sure. A troker box was a cardboard box that you would receive in school, usually Catholic schools. That was a donation box to the concerned charity that would collect money for children in Africa or in other third world countries you collected money in this box for 40 days up until easter when you would return to school with your paper box nearly torn in half with the amount of pennies you collected it was kind of a big competition the song that john and i are singing is a hymn that you would sing in mass called trochra i think again not the best catholic correct me what even is that what is
2: happening it's a song, a song from Mass
0: yeah we used to sing that song I used to go
2: to Mass all the time so like the song it's quite a catchy melody to be fair
0: I oh yeah
1: well when he sang I didn't get it but when you sang I kind of got it he yeah.
0: anybody giving up anything or taken up anything for Lent
2: can't be arsed because I never do it okay fair I'm giving True. up. I'm giving up work. love. No. <laughs> if I see one more Twitter or like Facebook comments saying like, ugh, I'm just giving up in general. I'm just like, oh, we get it, girl. That joke was funny 50 fucking years ago.
0: I basically sent a tweet like that this week, but thank you.
1: <laughs> Why? Are you giving up something for Lent?
0: Um, I think I'll probably cut down on social media. I do that mostly every Lent and I should really just continue it in life and I think that's it. Good for you. Thank you. Connor, I'm going to ask you how your week was this time because we rarely asked you
1: how your week was. <laughs> oh, you guys are so the one week where I literally have nothing to say. This week was very much a very boring, get work done kind of week. Well, to be fair, we only put this up every two weeks. So has anything happened over the last two weeks? No. (laughs) (laughs) My turn. Okay, that's me done. Bye.
2: (laughs) Um, So I had my half term. I went to Berlin with a few old close friends and we ate good food. We saw all the sights. The rain was a little bit miserable. It was quite cold. Um, But no, Berlin's a beautiful city. During the daytime... I will say Berlin at night time in February when it's cold and it's wet and it's not the most well-lit city and there's a lot of kind of people walking around, but you could tell they're very much like natives to the city. It gets a little bit uncomfortable.
0: I would completely disagree. I would say that my favourite time in Berlin is night time.
2: Maybe during, more during the summer or going into spring when it's a bit hot or something yeah, like that. Fair. But it was like very cold. If you were walking, your hands were in your pockets, you had your hat on, you're going straight to your destination. Anyone who was loitering around, it's kind of, I don't know bit dodge a little bit dodge yeah authentic german food's amazing i had like five steins of beer bigger than my actual forehead which is pretty big it is it's that's that's, that's actually possible um but i uh, thoroughly enjoyed us good for you i was wondering Aww. why i was
1: so quiet last week
0: i forgot you went away i didn't even ask i was i'm so sorry on the back of the lent thing i don't know if any of you i was gonna say read the papers today but who says that anymore francis the second i think it's the second or is it first. just pope francis this first okay. i'm pretty sure he's the first so Pope Francis The Something uh, is encouraging people to give up trolling for Lent. I have nothing.
2: I did yeah. see this. I saw I saw the comment on it, yes. Yeah.
0: And this week uh, we have decided to discuss um, the awful world of trolling and cyberbullying mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. cyber abuse. And it's kind of on the back of everything that's been going on in the media at the minute that sadly resulted in the death of Caroline Flack. I know we're a bit late to the stage here and it's only because we record every two weeks but we definitely wanted to cover one aspect of her death there's many aspects to her death obviously she died in very tragic circumstances she killed herself she took her own life and she probably had a lot of mental health issues that we don't know about but what we could see from the forefront was definitely the influence that social media and trolling and the general media had on her life Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we were out last weekend when we found out
2: yes
1: yeah we were all in the bar having a few drinks and i was on twitter and it came up on my timeline and i didn't believe it i honestly did not believe it the first time i saw it and then someone else said I've seen the same thing and the, it was a group mentality in the bar even with people that we didn't know we were like oh my god have you seen this mm-hmm. it was a very very surreal moment
0: it was a weird moment I was in the toilet and I came out of the toilet and Connor was waiting outside the ladies' door Caroline Flack died and I was like what and it's one of those things that and this might sound like super dramatic or over the top but it's one of those things that like I feel like we'll always remember where we were when we heard the news. And it doesn't make any sense to me as to why it hit me so hard and to why it's hit so many people so hard, but it just has. I didn't know this woman at all, but the circumstances are really tragic and I feel like we've lost one of our own almost.
1: Yeah, it is really sad because with Caroline Flack, I think what really hit home a lot is because she's one of those names that you would always see in the papers and always see on online where there was a comment about this or a comment about that and I think as well because um, she was so recently in the paper after her and her partner had a bit of a disagreement and it was brought to court and whatever else may have happened we don't know the circumstances we're not supposed to know the circumstances I think the circumstances surrounding her were in the public eye at the time mm-hmm. and I think when it all happened it was very much it resonated with a lot of us and yeah it was just very very sad
2: I think just for our generation I don't want to come to say her her on television like she was on The X Factor was on a Strictly, was mm-hmm. on a Love Island. So I know for like my late teen years and all of my 20s, she was consistently on telly. I consistently saw her, heard her voice, heard her laughter, heard her jokes. I always had a great time for Caroline Flack yeah. as a TV personality. Obviously, oh, I obviously yeah. didn't know her personally. Mm-hmm. But it was just somebody that I felt like as a celebrity, I enjoyed her. Um, she was constantly around, whether on social media or on television or unfortunately in the newspapers for the wrong reasons. Yeah. But yeah, I know it was a huge shock yeah definitely one of the biggest like celebrity deaths where I thought Jesus Christ like that's awful and I I felt genuine emotion towards it not like a oh that's sad but like a genuine like my stomach went like oh god that's actually horrible this Mm. has really upset me to hear this news
0: We were all really shocked and really upset at the time and we all sort of had to take a moment and I guess she just seemed like someone who was like such a buzzer. I know it's such a like ridiculous word to use but she just seemed like one of us. She was young at heart. She was happy. She hosted like all of the really popular TV shows like you said that we watch. So she was just in the the sphere of our generation and rest in peace Caroline. It's really really sad. Yeah,
1: rest rest in peace, peace, rest in peace. And I think that's why we decided that on our podcast today, we wanted to talk about the topic of like, you know, online harassment and trolling and bullying online, because obviously it did play in some part in her unfortunate passing. And I think we'd be remiss as a podcast that talks about like, you know, these generational problems and these millennial issues. It's a huge one, a huge one, huge one, huge one for our generation. And I think it's very important that we talk about it today, where it came from, uh, why people do it, what is happening in the law about it and the kind of difference that the media plays in it, that we ourselves play into it in some stages. So I think that's what we're going to talk about today.
0: Yeah. In one of our previous podcasts when we spoke about like our decade review, John mentioned that this was the decade of trolling. This is something that didn't exist 10 years previous. So our generation created this monster. Uh, I just want to say that there's obviously many aspects to this and t- today we're just going to be covering trolling and cyber bullying um, because we are going to discuss mental health and suicide in more uh, depth at some stage and we're hopefully going to get uh, a guest on, a guest psychologist on to sort of help us speak about that and navigate the conversation.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and, t-
2: and teach us as well.
1: Exactly. But for today then, uh, John, as his tradition, would you like to provide us with a definition for trolling?
2: So trolling, looking at the definition of trolling, was actually very, very interesting. Mm, trolling do tell, do tell. is a word or as a concept or as an act of something that has evolved, shall we say. Okay. So the original definition of a troll is a person who starts quarrels or upsets people on the internet to distract or sow discord by posting inflammatory or off-topic messages in an online community with the intent of provoking readers into displaying emotional responses and normalising tangential discussion, whether for the troll's amusement or a specific game. Okay. So basically, original troll, I'm thinking back to have like AOL chat rooms and mm-hmm. MSN. Like, uh, MSN. It's basically people say would have a discussion about something in general, maybe like their favourite artist or about, you know, things um, random off-topics. And somebody would come along and make a comment that was so completely left field Knowing that everybody in the discussion would respond saying, "Oh my God, how could you say it? that's totally not true? Why are you trying to say? How dare you?" It's basically for their own amusement, yeah. so trying to poke the bees now, yeah, trying to, to poke pause the bees a bit of a now, get a bit of reaction, you know, get a bit of attention. That's all it was. Okay. Now the word has evolved, or basically, it now encompasses a lot more than that. Okay. In a study that some company did, they asked random people on the street, what do you think trolling is? Now remember, trolling was, the original meaning was, you know, to soul discord in a conversation, to go into tangents, to get a heated reaction Mm -hmm. of people. So some people now believe that it is an individual online verbally attacks another individual with intention of offending the other. People saying intentionally produ- provocative things on social media with the intent of attacking or causing discomfort or offence. Trolling is teasing, bullying, joking, or making fun of something. It is deliberately commenting on a post to elicit a desired response or to purely gratify oneself by emotionally manipulating another. Mm. Mm. So that's a lot stronger than, oh, I, I want these people to go off topic. I want to get a reaction by mm. making some completely left field comments. Yeah. It is without turning into almost abuse.
1: So it's a bit more of an umbrella term for kind of all the online yes. abuse and online chat that we've seen. Yes see exactly.
2: Some people want to propose replacing the catch-all term of trolling with cyber abuse. Mm. Which I would agree with. Yes.
1: It seems
0: to have more of a malicious turn now than much it did. More, exactly, yeah. Much more
2: malicious but we encompass the word as oh you're trolling you're trolling. No you're actually saying hate speech and you're yeah. actually abusing somebody. You are doing cyber hate is a cyber abuse. That's not trolling. That's Hating, Mm -hmm. yeah. Exactly. We as a generation have decided to just adopt the earlier term of trolling and just kind of make it an umbrella term for all um, the negative aspects of online. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. It was interesting to learn about. So now we know what trolling is, or at least it's the concept of trolling nowadays. So when did it start?
0: The word troll inverted commas. Great
2: reference there right. for a podcast.
0: Um, The word troll first popped up in the early days of the internet in forums like Usenet and BBS. So I think these are on the line of like Reddit, like a chat forum.
1: Yeah, yeah. really early ones. There. Really
0: early. The earliest known mention of the word in context of the internet was dated back to about 1992. So it was adopted by 4chan users. So I don't know if you're familiar with the 4chan website. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, It's kind of a whole pool of just like crazy hateful ridiculousness that's like really uncontrolled and unregulated
2: crazy toxicness
0: crazy toxicness and i remember when i was sort of first introduced to the internet and you used to go on 4chan to watch like sick videos or read like really fucked up shit yeah. online
2: yeah, please yeah. tell me i'm not alone no no, <laughs> no like when you first got the internet it was almost like you know like living in ireland and you were like 11 years of age it was like your window to the world and you thought you know what let's see what this let's see what the internet can actually do
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and then
2: i remember 4chan when i was younger yeah
0: it was weird around the era of 4chan, we saw that trolling began to sort of leave the internet and make its way into the real world. In 2010, there was a case with an 11-year-old girl in Florida where 4chan users circulated her real name, phone number, and address online after the girl got involved in an internet squabble. People began prank calling her initially, but then spamming her Facebook and MySpace accounts, delivering pizzas to her house, I shouldn't laugh. Then led to a website posting a three-part section explaining on how to troll this particular girl. and um, That included quotes like, tell her to kill herself, and tell her dad that we are going to beat her up.
1: Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. 11 years old. So That's the darkest.
0: Um, so this is sort of the first, one of the first, I say, events where this happened. But we see this happen more and more every day. In 2012, mm. there was a 16-year-old called Amanda Todd. She committed suicide after years of being bullied online. And uh Australian television personality Charlotte Dawson attempted suicide after publicly battling, battling trolls on Twitter. It's a lot deeper than just putting a spanner in the works as it used to be. Yes, yeah, yeah. 20 odd years ago. Yeah. It ruins people's lives.
1: As you said, it's a lot more malicious nowadays.
0: Absolutely.
2: Okay, so we have the what, we have the when. I suppose, and probably the most important part is why. Why do we think people troll? Why do we think people have the right to believe they should troll?
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one because you can only try your best to get into the mindset of these people who make comments like this, you know what I mean? And I think what really inspired what really kicked off the whole trolling thing is the anonymity surrounding it. Mm-hmm. So as Nikki said, in the early two early 90s, 2000s, when these forums and websites started coming about, the reason that people were able to get as malicious and as dark as possible is because they had the cloak of anonymity about them. They could create these accounts on these websites. They didn't have to give the real name. They didn't have to give who they were this kind of ability to go a bit wild and I think a lot more people clocked onto that fact when the internet became a thing and kind of ran with it so for example you even said there people created websites and articles and had to bully people like mm-hmm. there was this also pack mentality where people like-minded people in a horrible way came together to do these horrible horrible trolling things mm-hmm. but then you have to think as well like these people are they doing it because they're just chaotic and they have like you know this insane part inside of them or are these people who are getting bullied in their own lives who feel the only power they have is when they're behind the keyboard like it's interesting to kind of think about where these people came from
2: i suppose it's also an interesting as you say power dynamic you don't like maybe in your everyday life you could just be like you know a regular person mm-hmm. but you know online you can be whoever you want to be yes and there's a perceived lack of consequences shall we say like you know so there's a lack of consequences you can be whoever you want to be and you can have a different persona online the persona you have in real life yeah so you maybe act a different way. You want to be more aggressive online because you're not aggressive in real life, or you want to push yourself forwards. And unfortunately, you go down this very negative way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's
1: a great example. I know it's like probably not. It's funny, but it's not meant to be. It's um, South Park. So obviously, South Park, an animated cartoon that talks about really topical things. And there was a whole season quite recently where one of the characters' parents, who is such a lovely normal person in the real day of their real day-to-day lives, was a troll. And the whole underlying story for that season was Gerald, uh, Kyle's dad, was a Troll called ScanCon47 or 42 or something, and he would literally. write horrible things about people, all the kids, all the parents, all these celebrities, and it, the whole thing was about him trolling, and it was crazy that, like, like that that yeah. was his life, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah.
0: You're right with the whole anonymity, I can't, I cannot say that word. Anonymity. Anonymity. Basically, you get these keyboard warriors who have an opportunity to initiate conversations or support uh, something controversial without without being held accountable for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is a theory behind this, um, or it's an effect that's called the online disinhibition Effect And the online disinhibition effect can work in two seemingly opposing directions. So Mm. people can feel brave enough to share deep emotions, fears and wishes under the cloak of anonymity. Mm -hmm. But it also allows some people to self-disclose or act out more frequently or intensely than they would in person um, by voicing inflammatory remarks, harsh criticisms, anger, hatred and even threats.
2: It's kind of making my skin crawl just thinking about it. It makes you really uncomfortable. Because you
1: see this high level of vitriol, like people spitting horrible things, like, okay, I'm going to kill you, I'm going to find you, murder you, rape you, like all these horrible, horrible things. Insane to me that somebody would feel the need.
2: So keeping on the trend of the Ws, we've already done what, we've done when, we've done why. So let's move on to who. Hmm. So let's split the who into two different parts. Who are the perpetrators and who are the victims? So, Nikki, you have some information about who are the perpetrators, who are the people who typically um, engage or who involve themselves in being online trolls.
0: Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of people who would be a self-proclaimed troll are people that are said to elicit negative social potency. So this means they enjoy causing harm to others, particularly in a social setting. I get that. Horrible. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I do it behind closed doors. uh, (laughs) Interesting study found, was published in the psychology journal Personality and Individual Differences. Found that approximately 5% of internet users who self identify as trolls scored extremely high in personality traits of narcissism, psychopathy, um, and particularly sadism. So it's a very sinister, pathological reason behind why a lot of these people troll. Who they troll, I think that can be
2: anybody. It can be, yeah.
1: It depends on the scale of what we're talking about here because I think there's a difference between, like, you know, bullying the girl at school when you're only 15 or 16 and then feeding into the online harassment of celebrities like yeah. Caroline Flack and others over the years.
0: So the second type of troll falls into that category. These are trolls who target famous people with a large following, often to elicit reaction.
2: That's who the perpetrators are. Who do we think of when we think of victims? I suppose we could split this into celebrity victims and then I suppose we could bring it down to a bit more closer to home for us and have we been victims of online trolling and online harassment ourselves and friends that we might know. Mm. So let's think about celebrities because it's big in the media right now.
1: Yeah, so let's do the celebrities. Um, There's been some really famous cases of like, you know, really harmful trolling that's been perpetrated against celebrities over the years. One of the earlier ones I remember is against Lady Gaga. Um, Obviously, somebody at that level of their career is going to be open to huge kind of attacks from people. But one, which is really bad to me, is that back in the day, there was a Facebook group. I'm not sure if you guys know this, a Facebook group when she was a student at NYU that was dedicated to hating her. It was literally called Stephanie Germanata. I think that's how you pronounce her real last name. You will never amend to anything. And it was a picture of her high school picture with an X through it. And it was actually a Facebook group where people would comment saying harmful things and horrible things about her like what the hell like this is before she was even famous like this is like just her playing gigs around Manhattan like you know all that kind of stuff and it shocks me that that's the level that people will get to mm-hmm. but then that's obviously a case of before she got famous even more recently just cases like you saw um, Jesse Nelson from Little Mix yeah. she was bullied horrendously for years in the early days of Little Mix when she was on The X Factor people taking horrible digs at her weight and her size and that obviously had a profound effect on her and she even said herself in the documentary that she released on the BBC um, earlier this year we'll put a link to on our social media accounts for yes. that um, that Katie Hopkins, famous, one of the most famous trolls in the UK, said a horrible comment about um, Jessie from Little Mix. I'm not going to say what it was because it's horrible. Um, And she had said herself that that was one of the comments that gave her the idea to potentially self-harm. Horrific. Absolutely horrific. And the Katie Hopkins thing really bugs me because she has daughters of her own. The stuff that she comes out with, and she's one of these famous cases of people saying stuff to elicit a response. And that's all I'm going to say about
0: her. Yeah, I don't even want to give her any airtime. Yeah, I don't want
2: to give her any airtime at all. We bleep that out.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you remember, but. The first ever experience I had of trolling, not personally, but on like a celebrity level, was when Rebecca Black had that Friday video in 2011.
1: Banging song. Mm. Absolutely
0: banging and song. And was absolutely destroyed after she, th- she released that on YouTube.
2: What was that 13, 14 13. Yeah, 13. years of age? Like she said herself, it was a bit of fun. Yeah. Like my parents were like here's a birthday present, you know, live out your 13-year-old fancy that we've all had the fancy of being a pop star and having a music video and she was given the opportunity to do that. And you know, it was a bit of a banger to be honest when we look back on it. I personally still love it. Yeah. yeah.
0: But she got the absolute piss taken over and was hounded online and it How do you deal with that at that age? Like it's so intense.
1: Do you know what I mean? Like we've talked about things happening to us at our age and celebrities, yeah. but imagine like like that level. Like that was huge. That was one of the biggest viral hits of the decade nearly, of that year for sure. And she had to deal with all of that stuff. It's absolutely horrendous.
0: You see celebrities that are particularly trolled and also hounded by the media. Um, celebrities who are falling off the rails. Celebrities who invite this into their own home. Celebrities who are controversial. Celebrities like Katie Price, Carrie katona Daniela Westbrook, who we all see as a laughing stock. And I'm guilty of reading about their stories online. I'm guilty of reading about their things on Daily Mail. I'm guilty of sharing it sometimes and laughing at it. And completely separating myself from the fact that they're human. Mm. And I think the Caroline Flack thing changed it for me massively because I kind of involved myself in her story in that I shared her story when she was convicted with Mm -hmm, this fight. mm -hmm. And I always liked Caroline, but I kind of thought it was a bit of a joke and not realizing that I'm part of the problem and we all troll celebrities in a way. Like we're all responsible for it.
1: Exactly. It doesn't matter if we're doing it at the high level or very small level by making a comment. It all kind of culminates into this one big monster that no one can really control. Mm
2: -hmm. I mean, I know, like I've never personally written mean comments I can think of. I have been guilty of doing clicks. I have been guilty of tagging friends in stories. But I remember being younger and thinking when I saw a celebrity was struggling, I remember thinking, but you don't have real problems. Yeah. Because obviously our podcast has spoken about rent, has spoken about, Money. I mean, our last podcast, we were we were talking about how we felt guilty for buying a cup of coffee mm-hmm. because we we're like, oh god, like that, of many number of pounds a month should be going towards my rent? And in my head at the time, for a while, I was thinking they don't have those problems about rent, they don't have those problems about money. What kind of problems do they have to deal with? It's now, you know, I realize it's it's relative. Yeah. Just because they don't have issues with paying rent, issues paying money, doesn't mean they don't have problems themselves. Yeah, and I think a lot of people kind of think to themselves, but you're rich and you're famous, you can't have problems. You can handle a bit of abuse. Which is unfortunate.
1: And we've talked about that in our money podcast as well. We said we're very guilty of looking at our friends who earn a little bit more and we're just like, oh, sure, you can handle this or you can do that. And it's the same mentality of looking at a celebrity and thinking just because they have all the money and all the clothes and all the jewels and they're all the TV and they have their boohoo sponsorships, that they have the best life in the world. And they might have the most awful personal life. They might have no friends. They might have problems with their mental health. But I do have a good mental health and a good friendship group around me. But we have to think of it this way. Like I know you've talked about how we can kind of feed into this and how celebrities feed into this. And we have to think about that kind of difference between engaging with celebrities and harassing them because I think a lot of celebrities are aware of the fact that they are in the public eye and they are open to a certain level of criticism and that kind of comes with the territory and they understand that but we have to think about where the line is drawn between that engagement and actually harassing them mm. and a perfect example of this happened really recently Caroline Flack did not present the latest season of Love Island for whatever reason um, and Laura Whitmore had to step in and kind of take over that role she did a great job fantastic great fabulous her, job fabulous <laughs> for her after everything that happened with Caroline as well but after the fact her and her partner Ian Sterling who does the voiceover for Love Island they met for the first time in South Africa after the news of Caroline Flack and it was the first time they were together since it happened and they'd obviously met at the airport Met at the gate and we're kind of hugging and consoling each other and walking around. And Laura and Ian both said online that a paparazzi was following them the entire way. They let him and ignored him and went about and did the business. And after a while, they were in like a Starbucks or something. And they turned and said, "Look, we've had enough. We're trying to have a moment here. Can you please leave us alone?" And they got a video of him. It's online where he's yeah. like, "I don't care. Like, it's a free country. I can take as many pictures as I want. Give me a good reaction, please." And that's the point we're trying to make: is that there's a difference between following a celebrity and harassing
2: them. an example of real life harassment. But it was real-life harassment with the goal of creating a clickbait article. I think when it comes to trolling, I think my biggest thing that I do is click on clickbaits. Yeah. I click on clickbaits, I comment on, I comment on clickbaits, I will like the clickbait um, articles so I can return to it later. Yeah, I do So see. I don't write comments per se, but by doing that, I am, you know, I'm furthering the voice. I will like the story. My friend will see that I've liked the story. Another friend will see I've liked the story and another friend of theirs will see I like. And then because of that one like, how many people have actually clicked on the article?
1: But that's the thing. This clickbait culture is a massive thing. And coming from kind of journalistic marketing background, there, there is a particular reason why they're doing all these clickbait articles because the sales of newspapers have gone down Mm so 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 much in this age of technology and they create these clickbait articles because they want you to click on it because for every click you give them they get money they get money for the clicks they get money for the shares they get money for the comments the more you comment the more you tag the more you like it tells the facebook or twitter or linkedin or instagram algorithms that this is content worth sharing regardless if it's positive or negative the algorithm doesn't know that and it constantly goes and goes and goes and it just builds their profile even more so even if you're tagging them to give out to them or they leave a clickbait the article and there's you look under the comments and there's a massive argument happening that's only benefiting them in the long run so the only way we can combat that is by completely ignoring it and to be fair these kind of clickbait articles are the real big things that are contributing to this online harassment to this trolling you saw after caroline flack unfortunately passed away the sun went through their website and deleted every bad article that they had written about caroline flack which to me is an admission of guilt on some level it's
2: disgusting it's
1: disgusting like
2: it's it's actually disgusting
1: and it's not just celebs they do it on everything we could do a whole episode on clickbait and on how the media have fed into this but we don't have the time because it would take forever
0: well the media have tapped into exactly what we spoke about they know that they're going to publish something to give us something to talk about and we will only talk about it or we'll only feel free talking about it in the world of online social media where nobody knows who we are where we don't have to be held accountable Mm -hmm. like They are feeding into what we want. It's a circle. We're all part of the algorithm, as you said. We are part of it by clicking and sharing, and I do it all the time because we're providing a market for these people to do this. This is what we want.
2: Like I says, the algorithm.
1: Exactly. But the thing as well is they're written so short and written so snappy, and the headlines Mm -hmm. are purposely misleading because in our culture, we don't have time to sit and read through an entire newspaper. We don't have time to sit and read through an article. Like, when was the last time you guys saw a clickbait article on Twitter from The Sun or The Daily Mail, Beat those names out, please, I don't want any airtime, um, where you read the entire article. You didn't because you read the headline and you were like, oh my God, that's so shocking. Oh my God, that's so interesting. You moved on, pass that information on to a friend. Mm-hmm. People think this information is news and it's purposely misinforming the public. They did it with celebrities. They do it with um, Brexit. They do it with anything else that's happening in politics so that people are spreading information that they think is fact when it's not. You're just reading a clickbait article
0: and then on top of that we obviously have the celebrity and the gossip culture with daily mail and the sun but then you see the real menace when this is adopted by darker means of bots who are interfering with election results and trying to spreading the the word of fake news and spreading fake articles and this is all being circulated online feeding into the trolling feeding into the sharing feeding into this separation of people and jumping on the bandwagon and and
1: and jumping onto ideals and cancel culture and, ideals and yeah. culture and it's terrifying. Yeah. It's there's <laughs> so much. There's so there. so much. And these bots, people think that these bots are like little robots. They're not. There are companies in Russia and in Eastern Europe where people will sit at computers and make fake accounts and comment with you. You'll notice them if you're on Twitter and you see an account that says S. Murphy one oh six five nine three two. That is a fake bot account. And it's not a fake thing. It's an actual person sitting yeah. in a call centre who is writing these comments because they are told this is what we want you to do. We want you to disrupt people's minds and disrupt people's thoughts
2: and this is what they get paid to do. And then if you join in with those bots, you feel like you're part of the group and then you latch on to that group mentality. Well, if everybody's saying this, if everybody's thinking this, and they agree with me, I'm part of this community, I'm part of this group thinking. Fascism.
0: So the point that you made is a really good one in that it's almost safety in numbers when it comes to these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's a really good article by the Huffington Post uh, and it talks about how trolling and anonymity has actually shaped millennial psyche. So it's shaped how we function in life. Millennials are more likely to be seen as collectivists than individualistic out of fear of ridicule and personal responsibility that's directed to them personally. And backlash and reputational damage is like a huge fear and worry for millennials now.
2: So in fear of being trolled, you will do the actual trolling? Yes. God, what a warped way to view life. Hit them before they hit you.
0: And there's this idea of dissociative anonymity.
2: You're really struggling um, with these big words I'm today. so struggling with it's
0: the anonymity <laughs> so that I can't. Um, and this is giving power to, to voice things that you wouldn't normally voice by yourself or in reality.
2: Coming towards the end of our celebrity and media trolling, mm-hmm. I'm going to be a little devil's advocate. Are mm-hmm. we on the podcast a little bit guilty of trolling? I'm thinking back to yes. a... Jamila Jamil conversation that we had a couple of episodes back where we sat and laughed and joked about Munchausen and how it was hilarious and how we almost stand her. Yeah
1: we need to address that. Yeah
0: I mean this is one of the first things I thought of when we said we were going to talk about trolling because I brought it up and I was talking about how hilarious I thought this thread was on Twitter accusing Jamila of having Munchausens and that just proves that, one, we're all capable of it. As woke as we think we are, we're yeah. all capable of it. And two, the complete separation we have of celebrity to normal people. We just oh, don't yeah. see them as normal people. as yeah. People who have feelings as people who cut and bleed just like we do.
1: Yeah, no, true. And this Jamila Jamil comment is so important because we said it in passing as a bit of a joke. And yes, the thing that we said might not have been the most harmful. We definitely weren't attacking her. We weren't kind of aggressive towards her. We made an off-coloured comment about that. And Mm -hmm. while it wasn't the worst, you have to think of it in the collective. So this is just one comment of many thousands that she was receiving and it kind of just, as we said earlier, adds into that kind of massive ball of hate. And while we had no ill intention and no maliciousness in us, yeah. it all comes together to be there. And I think we have to think of where is the limit between making a statement about someone involving in the trolling or just having a bit of a laugh. Yeah,
2: as well as, like in the back of my head, I'm thinking we made a comment about Jamila Jamil and Munchausen. All it takes is one of our listeners to then think, that's interesting. I'm going to look at that. Mm. And then they look at it and then they share on their Facebook saying, lol, have you seen this? Mm -hmm. And then another person likes it and another person likes it and then, you know, more people learn about it. I guess when we think of trolling, we think so badly of like the really harsh comments like you should kill yourself comments and all the racist and homophobia and transphobia. That's what we think of trolling nowadays. But even like a simple comment that we did in Simple Giggle, that's trolling. And that's Mm -hmm. just feeding into that cycle, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it really, really is.
0: Just when I was doing research today about like celebs and trolling, um, Billie Eilish said she has come off all social media. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Good for her. Uh, and her quote I thought was interesting and accurate. And she said, The cooler things you get to do, the more people hate you.
1: And that's the tea yeah. on that, sis. Period. And that's the
0: fucking tea on that. We've spoken about how trolling is used to attack celebrities, but we've also seen how trolling can be politicised massively. And we're going to talk about in a bit some of the questions that we asked our listeners, and talk about our experience with trolling. And I think my experience with trolling probably falls into the political sphere in that I am guilty of tweeting angrily about Leavers, about Brexiters, about um, Republicans in the United States, because in my mind, they're so wrong. And I don't agree with anything they say or they Mm. represent and when it's done against me or when it's done against a leftist or an equalist ideal, we think, oh, those alt-right people are so wrong. They shouldn't be doing that. They're trolling. But we're all doing the exact same thing. It's just packaged differently.
1: Yeah, yeah. agreed.
0: And we see this a lot with trolling with um people who have different political stances, particularly when it comes to hot topics like abortion. Yeah. We saw it a lot with Repeal the Eighth. Oh. The Eighth Amendment of the Constitution Act 1983 amended the Constitution of Ireland by inserting a subsection recognising the equal right to life of the pregnant woman and the unborn. This meant that abortion was illegal in Ireland. In recent times, I think about two years ago, there was a campaign to repeal this Eighth Amendment. So the rights of the woman will be recognised and abortion can be legal. Thankfully, it was repealed. But it's your right to choose whether you are for or against abortion. It's your right to vote anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Whether you agree with that or not is a different matter, but there was hate from both sides of that campaign online,
2: yeah, like even my own my own Facebook page, like people who were friends with each other, like leaving comments and you you could tell it was obviously a bit of initial debate, but it could quickly turn like mean or nasty when, when your backs against the wall suddenly you think, well, you're not face-to-face with me. Mm. I'm going to start saying things I wouldn't say to mm-hmm. your face online. And it got, like, it got really vicious. Yeah. Very heated, yeah. Very, very, very heated. heated.
0: There's a real, I notice anyway, that with women in the public eye, they are picked on particularly, and we spoke about this in our reality TV episode briefly, mm. but, um, There's this idea of cyber sexism where people are so quick to jump on women and hit them with the most disgusting comments. They will say they'll find them and they'll rape them. Usually always sexual harassment comments are directed Mm -hmm. towards women. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. This is crazy to me. I was reading about this today and it just blew my mind. There's a doctor, Dr. Katie Bellman. I hope I'm saying her name right. And basically she played a leading role in taking the first ever photograph of the black hole. Like a massive scientific breakthrough. Oh yeah,
2: I remember this.
0: A photo was taken of her the moment the photo of the black hole was being processed. And it shows her like with her hands like over her mouth in like exasperation and she's super happy and excited. And it went viral. Obviously because it's an amazing achievement. Yeah. But after it went viral, anti feminist trolls latched onto the story and said that She shouldn't be the face of this. This is all the work of men. Completely attacked because she was a female. Onslaught of horrific comments and trolling and abuse that she got from people who've never met her, who Mm. have no idea of her research. For something that should be celebrated, this isn't even a controversial topic. This is like a massive scientific breakthrough. Yes, yeah. Trolling, you don't need an excuse. It doesn't require any direction they just jump on you, and particularly when you're a woman as well, I think you see it. And it's yeah. mm. horrible.
2: I remember there was one case a couple of years ago, Um, the Star Wars movie. There was an actress, her name was Kelly Maria Chan. I remember this. She was the first Asian actress to get like a leading or a starring role in a Star Wars movie. Okay. And basically, her character had like nearly killed one of the other main characters, you know, in character, in the movie. Yes. But the actress was trolled so badly online saying you should kill yourself if I found you I would rape you you deserve to die for what you did to this character in Star Wars that she had to quit all social media. No
1: it's just weird It's though. absolutely terrifying that people are so into these fandoms that they will feel this need to say these horrible things. Mm. It's the same in lots of reality TV shows that you watch. We're obsessed with Repulsed Drag Race and the girls get absolute abuse mm. depending on if they send someone home or if they did this or that it's disgusting mm-hmm. I suppose we could do a whole other podcast on this but I suppose stan culture mm. we we touched on it briefly in the influencing and reality TV episodes yeah. but it's terrifying terrifying not
2: even weird it's absolutely terrifying and there's another little um, subset from the internet we were reading about this a couple of years ago there's a subset on the internet called incels these mm. are people um, predominantly men who are involuntarily Celibate. So they oh, find themselves...
0: I read about this. Yeah, as unable
2: to find a romantic or sexual partner despite desiring one. Uh, so basically, I remember reading about this, they had a Reddit group and there was just so much trolling and they were saying about, like, they want women to die, they are disgusting, they hold sex back against them on purpose, they use their bodies as a weapon and the page got taken down because of so many death threats. Yeah. But the amount of trolling they used to do and supposedly they'd say something like, okay, guys, Ariana Grande has posted up a comment... Um, right, we're all going to start trolling, on, we're all going to start commenting on her page at this time. And then to be like hundreds of comments saying, you should die, you absolute slut, you sly, you should kill yourself, you should be ashamed of yourself and, and your I body. All because they couldn't have sex with somebody. So they believed they had the right to troll people to such a level. Mm-hmm. They believed it was their right because they believed that women were holding their bodies against, um, against them. Yeah. Men are the worst.
0: It's sick, it's sickening and I- it makes me sick to my core that women are targeted almost all the time from their physical appearance and are always threatened with rape. The most common types of online harassment, according to students in the US, 12.1% were sexual remarks, 20.1% online rumours, 22.5% were mean comments. Forms of online harassment, they differ. So 35% say a form of online harassment happened with them when a screenshot of someone's status or photo or comment in a group chat was sent to others to laugh at them. I've done this before.
2: Mm. Oh yeah, I've done this too. I'm guilty of this completely, especially in WhatsApp groups. Yeah, we very, very guilty of sending links, taking a screenshot of a photo. Of celebrities and put us into a group saying, what the actual hell, lol.
0: So, on the back of that, let's talk about our experience with trolling. Uh, we sent out some questions this week to our listeners. Um, thank you so much. We got loads of feedback.
1: Huge um, feedback. Thank you huge. so much.
0: And to those who decided to share their personal stories with us as well. I'm very very grateful and I can't thank you enough and we did get a couple of stories in and some people really didn't want to share theirs but I think we we should read out one maybe uh, towards the end yeah
2: I'd love yes. to hear that yeah, you yeah, guys
0: yeah. haven't heard it we yet. haven't no, no no we've been
1: we've been waiting in anticipation
0: so uh, let's just dive into some of the questions that we asked uh, this week The first one was, have you ever been bullied or trolled online? Unfortunately, 36% of our listeners said yes and 64% said no. Have you guys ever been bullied or trolled online?
2: Not trolled, but I have had, say, in Facebook, I have a picture with Connor where I've gotten into, say, debate about something random, about music or about football or something random like that. And I've had had once or twice saying, all right, fag because they can see me in a picture you? with my boyfriend yeah yeah the person hasn't told me like but you know obviously we're having a conversation we're having a debate and obviously it just turns into alright fag and it's I'm annoying. just like mm, yeah, I so. hate
1: that because to me that's like they're saying that like to be like haha you're gay that hurts you and I'm like I fully embrace yeah. the faggotry so yeah.
2: it's like yeah. I, yeah. I win this debate
0: like you're straight and boring do one
2: Exactly.
0: Second question. Have you ever posted an, an unkind comment online? So 31% said yes and 69% said no. So that was an unkind comment for sure. That person who called you a fag.
1: Yeah. 69% said no. So
0: th- uh, this, I was shocked at this too. Because Liars. I have definitely posted unkind comments. Now, maybe not directed at anybody in particular. But as I said before, I am always get my voice out there politically. And I do say some very unkind things sometimes when it comes to that type of stuff. I also find myself commenting on reality TV a lot and last night i posted something about love is blind on netflix also can we
1: take a moment fantastic yes moving on
0: and i deleted it about two minutes afterward because i thought no i'm not going to do this anymore and it was about carlton and i said carlton is a gaslighting prick and i deleted it 10 minutes afterward now even if i stand by that i do not need to share it with the world and i do not need to enter into this unkind comment yeah. Situation.
1: Again, it's one of those things. You can have that as an opinion. And I feel like having yeah. a discussion with a friend or something like that and having an opinion is a bit different. But having the comments online, who does that benefit? Yeah. No one. It's only a negative benefit to the person that it's about. So mm-hmm. I, I completely agree. And I'm definitely guilty of that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you say unkind comment, when you explain it that way, I think a lot of people will listen to that and go, actually, do you know what? I have done that.
0: Mm hmm. And one of you guys were saying earlier the difference between an unkind comment or something hurtful and an opinion. So you were saying like with celebrities. Yeah you can say I don't like your new album or you don't you know
2: yeah exactly I mean there's difference between your new album comes out and say hey look I'm not gonna lie to you I'm not a big fan of this album I think this track isn't great I think this track isn't great this is still opinion mm. you're entitled to have an opinion that to me you know that's fine it's when you start turning into like oh my fucking god you released this piece of shit music mm. like you know you you know, everyone's right about you. You are a failing artist. It's when you start going into that kind of virile hate and those kind of words, that's when it starts turning to trolling.
0: Third question we asked, do you know anyone who has experienced online bullying? So 73% said yes.
1: Oh,
2: wow. And
0: 27% said no. Um, I'd be interested to know if the people they know are of the Gen Z generation. Because I feel like, uh and when Miss Stati was doing her homework, she found that a lot of online bullying is seen in the younger generation now.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I work in a school, and let's just say that we're lucky we didn't have the access to this to social media and those kind of things when mm-hmm. we were younger. Because Absolutely.
0: yeah, there was a study done, and seven in ten young people experience cyberbullying in some in some form before they hit the age of
1: eighteen. Ah, a grip! that's awful. Yeah. But to be fair, we live in a world now where everybody has a mobile phone. And even for us growing up, we kind of felt that at the 16, 15 kind of age. Yeah. Kids nowadays have phones from like nine or 10. And they're smartphones with access to the internet and not a lot of parental controls. And unfortunately, a lot of parents don't understand... The kind of world of cyberbullying, and when I used to work for um 02, I used to have to do these talks about online safety and like you know
2: mm, being oh safe yeah. on your phone yeah.
1: and stuff like that with parents. And parents don't have a clue, and sometimes mm-hmm. they're embarrassed to admit that they don't have a clue, so the kids run rampant. Well,
2: when we were in school, we didn't get we didn't learn about cyberbullying, but you know, I'm telling you now in schools nowadays, it's crazy. You talk about anti bullying, cyberbullying is very much to the forefront.
0: It's one of those things as well. It's Cyberbullying is different to anything else because you can't get away from it. So if you were bullied in school when we were younger, you would come home and at least you would kind of have a safe space at home with your family, your friends separate from it. You know, it might help people a little bit, but when you, it's cyberbullying, it's, it's everywhere. It's on your phone and people are so attached to their phone. It's on every social media account you have. Can't get away from it. It completely consumes your life.
1: It really, really does. And I Did a little bit of research myself. Miss Staxi's over Mm. here for the first time ever, I think. Crazy. Uh, But there was research done at the universities of Oxford, Swansea and Birmingham, um, which reviewed previous studies on cyberbullying that involved over 150,000 under 25s across 30 countries around the world for like over 20 years. Mm. And they had a look over all of this data and they found that uh, cyberbullying raised the risk of self-harm in under 21 year olds by 2.3 times wow jesus so people under that age were t- over twice as likely to commit self-harm or to commit suicide because of cyberbullying. Wow! and it's a horribly horribly terrifying stat um, but the research also found that students who were cyber victimized were less likely to report it and seek help rather wow. than those who were victimized by traditional means so people who were bullied in the playground were more likely to report it people cyber bullied not as likely
2: wow i'm telling you now it's things like snapchat no mm. oh, tiktok all these things. Kind of like uses. you know we can stick up a three a three second video. That kind of that stuff perpetuates fear of coming forward. Absolutely.
0: Have you ever shared a celeb gossip story on social media? Fifty two percent said yes, forty eight percent said no. I'm guilty of this. I
2: am too. I'm guilty of this.
0: Do you read online gossip websites or tabloids? Seventy seven percent said yes, twenty three percent said no, also guilty of this. I'm guilty. Have you ever argued with someone you didn't know online? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 47% said yes and 53% said no. So
1: guilty of this. I haven't. Awful habit of getting into fights on Facebook in comments. Like it's I do awful. too. I have friends call me out and go, Connor. Like I've seen that come up in my timeline that you were having a fight with someone. I was like, I'm what? I have an opinion,
2: but you don't get vicious or troll. You're you're up for a debate and defending your opinion. Yeah, I'll always
1: defend my opinion. And once the person gets kind of like, as you said, says the f word or says other kind of things against me, I'll just cut it down because I'm like, I can't be bothered engaging in that.
0: Not to leave this till the very end, but I just thought it would be a nice sort of story to leave off on and a poignant point to leave off on. We were contacted, as I said, by a couple people who wanted to share their stories of trolling. We're going to keep this person completely anonymous um, but I wanted to share this because they were really um, adamant that they wanted to share it um, and if it helps anybody who was in their position and to know that when you grow up and when things, when you get older, things always get better. Um, So this person shared their story today. Uh, I'll just read it now. I was really badly bullied through Ask FM when I was about 15 or 16 Oh my God, I hate
1: that website. Yeah, <laughs> so this is
0: why I wanted to share it too, because we all... I had this website, oh, forgot, we all did this. I forgot about this. It was a horrible time and continued until the school intervened and made me delete my account in front of them. Some of the things that were said were awful. I was told to kill myself. Nobody loved me. It was the worst time of my life, honestly. And it made me so anxious walking around school because I knew someone, someone there were the ones sending me the messages. I should have deleted it as soon as it started, but I didn't want to be seen as weak. Luckily, I had an amazing group of friends who were always there for me. I just hate to think that other sixteen or seventeen-year-olds are going through the same thing because it can be a lonely time. But I promise it gets so much better when you get older.
1: Oh my God, that is heart wrenching,
0: heartbreaking. And thank you so much for sharing that. And obviously, we're really very brave. We're privileged sure to read this out. But I thought the point that they made was that this person didn't want to be seen as weak by deleting it when they were on it, which is also validates the point that you made that a lot of children or younger adults are afraid to report cyberbullying because they might be seen as weak.
1: And again, it's li- the reason that they feel that is because we perpetrate this idea that mental health is not as important as physical health. Yes. If you're getting bullied in the playground, people are pushing and hitting you, that's physical. You can be like, oh, that's bad, I don't want that. Because it's mental, a lot of people feel like, like they said, that person, I don't want to be seen as weak. I'm stronger than that. And not everyone is. And you should not feel like you're going to be weak because people are
2: dickheads. There's still an unfortunate thinking from a lot of people, the thought process of just ignore it. Mm-hmm. Just ignore it. You know, my bro- you know, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I'm sorry. In this day and age, words could destroy you. So, words are, words so are.
0: true. And yeah, you're right. On the back of that, as we mentioned previously, mental health is going to be a broader topic that we will discuss in greater depth with the help of a professional next time
1: yeah so we're going to get really really nitty-gritty with that and really delve into that narrative uh okay so um we've talked a lot about you know how people experience online bullying and that people have been the victim of it the only thing that we kind of want to talk about now is how we can kind of combat that it is Mm -hmm. very hard as we know the law is still trying to catch up with these horrible things that are happening to celebrities and to people in real life um so the only thing that we can kind of say to you guys is try not to engage with any of the media and clickbait articles. Don't take everything that you read about celebrities or your friends as truth. Try not to perpetrate those things by saying them online. We've even talked about it ourselves, you might not mm-hmm. even realize you're being guilty of it. Mm-hmm. Just be smarter, be kinder. That's all we
2: can really try and do in this day and age. If you're on Twitter, pick up your phone right now, block Piers Morgan, block Katie Hopkins, block The Sun, block the Daily Mail. Like, they're all just toxic pages who don't care about people. They just care about clicks.
0: Um, And on a personal level, if you are experiencing cyberbullying or you're being trolled, ignore them in the way that you should block them and you shouldn't respond. But don't be afraid to report them. Don't be afraid to take it to the authorities. Don't be afraid to share the burden. You won't be seen as weak. It is a serious thing. And don't be embarrassed about it. As Connor said, the law is kind of blurred, but they can be held responsible for some of the stuff they say online. So don't be afraid to bring it to somebody.
1: Do not be afraid to bring it to somebody. And um, there is a petition going around at the moment to sign something called Caroline's Law, which is based off the back of Caroline Flack, unfortunately. Um, And the petition aims to make it a criminal offence for the British media to knowingly and relentlessly bully a person, whether they be in the public eye or not, up to the point that they take their own life. Wow. So that's a petition that's going around. We'd love for you guys to sign it because we think Mm -hmm. it's a very important piece of law and a very important thing that can potentially stop things like this happening again in the future. So we'll put that on our social medias for you guys to sign. It could save a life. It could save a life. For
2: sure.
1: But apart from that, I think that's kind of all we have to say for today, guys. Yeah. Um, Thank you for listening to this episode. We know it was a little seriouser than we're normally used to, but we felt that it was something that we had to talk about. It's such a huge topic for not only our generation, but generations to come. We really wanted to let you guys know that it's okay to talk about these things and that you're not alone.
2: Yeah, and I think we've dealt with like what trolling is, where we see it, different types. And like we said, in the future episode, we're going to deal with the repercussions of it yeah. and how it affects us.
0: Yeah, and it's unfortunate that it took such a tragic event for us to talk about this. But I guess we're talking about it and ending it on a positive note of let's change it
1: yeah and as Caroline said in one of her Instagram posts in a world where you can be anything
2: be kind
0: yes everybody be kind
2: hashtag be kind be kind
1: um but yeah guys thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to follow us on all the socials at Generation though on Instagram and Twitter, Generation though on Facebook and Whydo at gmail.com for any of your longer emails.
0: Yes, and um thank you for those who did share their stories. We really appreciate it. And we also want you all to know that we're here. If you want to drop us an email because you're going through a hard time or you're suffering
2: trolling or cyberbullying. Or you wanna go for a drink.
0: <laughs> yeah, hit us up.
2: Hit us up, we're here. We know a good brunch place. We yes. do, we do. Thank you very much for listening, guys.
1: Bye. Bye.
2: Bye.